Hi, welcome to the Tita Project, a podcast with Din and Tita K, where we talk about the curiosities and concerns of the titas of today. This is where we figure things out one chica at a time. Let's more than just survive, let's thrive. Don't forget to share us with your friends. Hello everyone, I'm Tin. I'm Tita Gay. You know we love it when we come across thought-provoking ideas. Something that makes us pause and think deep beyond the usual everyday decisions we make. When we came across the children's book, What the Sun Says to the Moon, we admit we didn't really have the imagination to visualize these two celestial bodies talking or to even think about the kind of conversation they'd be having. So we thought it would be super interesting to pick the brains of the author of the book herself, Trina V. Milan. So let's go, MFO. Game, let's start. Joining us today is Trina V. Milan. She is a wife, a mom, a former preschool teacher, now entrepreneur, as well as the author of What the Sun Says to the Moon, a book inspired by a pillow talk conversation with her then five-year-old son, Sandro. We'll have our guest tell us more about her book. Welcome to the podcast, Trina. Woohoo! Ito na, ito na. <laughs> hi, Tita Kay, and hi, Tita Tan. Thank you again for having me today. Thank you for joining us. Um, we always start each episode with an origin story. So how did you get started on your book? And did you always want to be a writer and an author? Okay, nice question. So just like what Tita Kay said earlier, that this book was inspired by our pillow talk moment with Sandro. So he was five years old then. Yes, and then he randomly sang this phrase out loud. So I think you read it in the book, no? The, the sun and the moon like to stay together, but they can't stay together all the time. But they have a good time in the sunset. I even actually posted a parang short clip of... Um, the video when he was singing in Instagram. So he said he just made it up. So it's just, you know how kids are when they just um, sing randomly and have like mm-hmm. gibberish um, songs. And then this just phrase just um, came up. So like being a preschool teacher for 10 years, birthed that idea and desire of writing a children's book. Although then, it was just a dream, like a part of a bucket list. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, like more or less why I wanted to write. Because, you know, when you like read, it was just like a random dream lang. Yeah. Wow. So part of your bucket list to be an author. Congratulations (laughs) on taking that one off. Ang galing naman, so he was just singing it randomly. Yeah, so like randomly before going to bed, you know, after a storybook. And then he was trying to put himself to bed. So he was facing the other way. And then I decided to take a video. And then he just sang that song. Na, um, the sun and the moon like to stay together, but they can't stay together all the time. So that every time now I saw that I would see a sunset, I would think of this. Like, have you ever wondered what the sun says to the moon when they're in the sky together? Max. So, diba, parang Max. Diba? I love it. I love it. And then, <laughs> and then I noticed also when I look at the sunset, um, diba, that's the most Instagrammable uh, beauty of nature. Diba? And sometimes, not 
the the moon's not there all the time. So sometimes it's just the sun. And then there would be times that the moon's there. So I just realized that like each one of us has our own reason and purpose of what a sunset is at some point in our life. So it was very symbolic, diba? So I became very reflective during the pandemic. So that made me like th- um think of possible conversations of what the sun would say to the moon. So I would often ask my friends that would you know how long the sunset lasts in a day? Do you know? <laughs> Actually, no. Oh, I read online mga twenty eight to thirty minutes. So parang siyang fast talk. <laughs> oh, parang ano? Parang podcast. Parang tita project podcast. <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah, whether then. Yeah, so it was very symbolic. So I decided to make a short story out of it. First, I started it. Um, I started writing it in my notes. So I have like more or less three mm-hmm. stories, and then it was just one one that just um. Um, came into fruition and if this is the book but Sandra and I would like brainstorm now on what our second one would be wow there you so, go yeah. looking yeah. Ano, look forward looking na kayo. so um so this was born this idea was born in the pandemic and you sort of nurtured it all throughout the pandemic yes so uh, like all of us like during the pandemic it gave us we tried to find ways to like work to live and consume so like during this worldwide reset mm-hmm. it gave me more time to reflect on 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 what you know what to do diba parang we got i noticed i i was more emotional during the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> because we were just contained mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And so I decided... Emotional in a good way or not a good way? What kind of emotional? Both. <laughs> I learned how I read more. So I, I'm not exactly the mm-hmm. best writer. So I'm actually a frustrated artist and writer. I admire actually those who can compose those mga eloquent letters or mga well-thought-of emails. So I decided to fuel this mm-hmm. desire by reading more. So I read um I read Ryan Holiday, Lewis House, um Robert Greene. So I started to read more about myself and then one now that I'm interested in is um Vanessa Van Edwards. So I started to read more so I can understand more also about myself and be more um you know confident in in writing also so i digress <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah so th- during the pandemic that's when i decided to keep writing and then we decided to put our tech down and got into painting that was our parent child um activity then and then a common theme was like a sunset whether it was abstract or not but parang I was thinking yeah, it kind of looks like a sunset that more or less was the the genesis of the book nice nice of, so yeah. the painting was it like okay okay son let's sit down and paint some sunsets because you had um, an idea and stuff in your notes that you wanted to to kind of grow or did that come sort of naturally that yeah, I like that question. But you know, I've always been like fascinated on sunsets even before. So, uh, 
because I don't know why. And then I decided to like, and then this one, Sandra started singing this. And then I painted a sunset um, one time. And then we decided to do it, do another one together. At saka, to be honest, medyo madali lang naman kasi to paint the sunset. <laughs> Parang hindi naman ako artist. <laughs> oh, hindi ko kaya kasi yung mga si Mas mahirap, mahirap yun eh. Hindi siya para mountain. Oo, mahirap yun. Parang sunset na lang. One hour rice terraces. Hindi, may sunset na lang. Sunset oh, na lang. Bilog lang siya. O tapos, yun, parang college dollars. No? <laughs> so, joking aside. But yeah, it was just very symbolic for me. So, each sunset, there was different. Sabi nga nila, in online, sabi nila, each sunset is different. Parang it doesn't get duplicated. Mm-hmm. At saka different colors talaga siya. No two sunsets are alike. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was like probably two years mm-hmm. in the making, around 2020 to 2022. Did you enjoy your creative process? I didn't think I was creative. <laughs> so I thought I was just more like madaldal or machika or what, but I didn't <laughs> think I could be <laughs> this reflective or, you know... <laughs> This artistic pala. So I guess um, the pandemic brought that out. So write, writing and illustrating a book is one thing. But I think the biggest, you know, for me, ah, the biggest um, challenge is to share. Diba? To share. You're like, when you're releasing your work to the world. So publishing it is like a major step. So what was the publishing process for you like? Mm. Yes, totally. This process was the most challenging, to be honest. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if I should go the the self publication route or like through a publication a uh, publi- publishing house. So um, I took I took classes online online courses with. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Greatness Academy with Lewis House. So. Earlier, I said I was reading his book, and then I ended up joining their classes. So the Greatest Academy with Lewis House and Jamie Arrington enlightened me because they had um, online classes talking about how to write a book or how how to publish um how how to publish your book and whether you know the different challenges and how to market it also. So I felt like if going through those classes um made they they just mentioned about starting somewhere so just start somewhere just write just submit it submit that manuscript and just do it so i just decided to like write it already put it down i was trying to look for an illustrator at first because i'm really not one who can draw so I was thinking, oh nga, no, since all the paintings are our sunsets, I'll use that to suggest the background. But to draw, <laughs> so I was thinking, draw, oh, maybe I should just try to learn Canva. Thank you, Canva. So I decided <laughs> to go through that. And they have lessons. They also have classes on how to use Canva. <laughs> in Amazing. It. Yeah, they're so really good. So I was so happy to really be part of that community. It really kick-started it or probably mm-hmm. made me feel more 
um, confident, like confident and secure to just submit and follow your dream, right? So I just submitted that manuscript, and then I, I, I think I submitted to around seven to eight publishing houses here. Two declined or two um, rejected me, and then the rest did not reply, and only one. And wrote me an email that they were pleased to let me know that they have decided to proceed ahead with further publication process. So that one, that wow. was when I was super on a high. That one. <laughs> that email. <laughs> yeah, that goosebumps. <laughs> You're like applying for college or like the yeah. You're an actor looking for gigs, diba? like a model going from ano, taping to taping. You're like, yeah, totally like that. That was my feeling. Like earlier you asked me what like my happiness level. I think this one receiving the email that I found a publisher was the most high for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I got rejected. But I was thinking, oh, God, this is how it feels yeah. for to be rejected. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not once, but twice. Well, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes the, ac- <laughs> the acceptance even more. <laughs> Shit, mali yung grammar ko. Oops. Parang it makes the acceptance even more sweeter. No, it makes it more sweet. Not sweeter. Or more sweeter. Sweet. No. Oh, sweet. It makes it sweeter. <laughs> sweeter, diba? It's so sweeter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about um yeah, going back to emotions. What would you want your readers to feel after reading your book? Hmm. You know what? I like this question actually, because I did not initially think of this <laughs> when I was writing the book. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really good question. So, at first, initially, I wanted a book where teachers can use it in the classroom to help introduce lessons. So, for for this book, uh, we have days, lessons of the days of the week and the colors. So, with that underlying value mm-hmm. of... Uh, responding of positive communication and emotional regulation so like for parents i wanted the book also to be a tool to help initiate meaningful conversations like hearing seeing hearing and understanding how your child thinks and process their stories mm-hmm. or or problems, right? So at the end of the book, I don't know if you noticed that I put like guide questions or conversation starters. So more or less like how how I didn't really in the book I wasn't very detailed about what why the moon didn't show up because maybe to also encourage the kids to um, create their own story, be creative and more imaginative. So, like, going back to your question on what emotion I would want them to feel, I guess probably a book where they can feel um, safe. I don't know if it makes sense. Maybe, like, a storybook where they can read over and over and have a different takeaway each time they read the book. Right. Like, choose your own adventure. Yes, yes, yes. Or a storybook that can spark their creativity and imagination. 
So, mm-hmm. like what I said, to write how your head hears it and how your heart feels it. Yeah, so yesterday in our, ano, in our um, book launch, um, I was asked, because I don't know where the words, the texts are. The, there is like mm-hmm. blank space on top. So, I was asked if, um, if I did that on purpose that maybe the kids can draw over it. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm learning also because, yeah, because maybe over that page uh, and that text, they yeah. can also draw their own, that color of a sunset. or So that I'm also learning as I go here and figuring things out. It's like, um, you know, like one of those things where you don't really uh, consciously make decisions, but subconsciously, Diba, the, the teacher, the educator in you has uh, already uh, built in a sense of making your book parang a personal book for other people because they can put in their own stories based on diba, how you set it up. Yes, totally like that. Yeah, exactly like that. That's how I felt. So when you asked me that question, what emotion? Yeah, no, it's just actually making me think also what would it be? How about what was your emotion when you read it? Like for me, I had like an overwhelming uh, sense of wonder. Like, oh mm-hmm. no, like when I read this book to my kids, how would I, you know, discuss this with them? Because yeah, your guide questions at the end were very helpful. And I love kasi how Sandro came up with something so deep at five years old. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I wonder what I can, you know, get out of my kids from reading this book. Maybe <laughs> they have some spark of genius then. It's <laughs> <laughs> so deep. <laughs> Interesting, no? I mean, I, I didn't think like he yeah. would come up with that but or where he got it. Parang now I see the sunset differently after writing the book. Parang, wow, it's so symbolic talaga. No wonder why people keep taking pictures of it, no? <laughs> True. And it really, like, the sunset really elicits an emotion. Diba? For, for many people, some, for some, it's happiness. For some, it's, like, sadness. Kasi, diba? It, 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 it means, like, the end of the day. So, it depends per mm. person. But, yes, it's very personal. And it's very, um, you're right, symbolic for a lot of people. Yes. And endless conversations can be sparked because of a mere yes. sunset. Exactly. I like this. I like this so much. Yes. And then like human experience for me, it really is through conversations, like meaningful conversations, which is why I also thought of writing a book that would help, Mm -mm. you know, elicit good conversations too. Because I don't know now with the influence of um, technology, sometimes it's like, like a challenge to draw out like answers or you know like um from answers from your kids because they're just really into like gaming or maybe social into their gadgets yeah like so socially it's a challenge i feel yeah yeah no that's true i feel like there's a lack of anonga good conversation in (laughs) in my life that's why MFO and I put up a podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is a good conversation. I like this. I like connecting with you guys like this. Due to lack of good conversations in our lives, we put up the Tita Project podcast. 
No, yeah. but, but so we can talk to different people who can, you know, broaden our minds and, and yeah, right. Our, so many insights, yeah, enlarge <laughs> our worldview. Right, right. So if we could share that or do that with our children, that would be just so spectacular. Yeah. Well, going back to um, emotional regulation. So. This is common among parents. Huh? Why can't we let our kids be kids? And why does emotional regulation need to be taught so early? Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, even I am <laughs> learning. <laughs> no promise. No, but even like during the pandemic when I, all of the reading even i am starting to learn about myself more like understanding my myself under knowing my triggers and um how i respond to certain things but i guess for me i feel like it's good to introduce these feelings to the to the kids to children that because we're human we feel mm-hmm. right but there are like negative and positive feelings. So it's okay to feel those because we're humans. We're human and acknowledging them is important. But when you feel like this negative feeling that's making you feel like, wait, what did I say in the book? Like flustered and blazing from inside out. And when you feel like you're about to do something that you might regret, this is where encouraging your child to respond healthy by maybe like walking away first before saying something out of anger or going home to talk to someone or maybe like journal um to divert that negative feeling into positive so am i making sense so rather than to talk in the heat of the moment and uh, someone actually once told me that a negative emotion reaction usually ends up being potentially regrettable so i guess like what you said about your advice to like like parents more or less so they can also understand their triggers so they would like pass it on also when they're older so um i I guess that's i guess that's my take on it i'm big on empathy because right now some people don't know how to feel or they don't know how to express yes, their emotions yes. yeah that's true i mean like i watch i i watch i watch key dramas and parang, <laughs> diba parang the conflict arises when people do not know how to discuss how they feel and they're like they pretend they're okay but deep down pala they're so hurt and then they they like uh parang go away and mm-hmm. and parang Parang fight or flight, diba? Parang but diba, that's of... the Asian way, diba? That's like... Oh, avoid conflict. <laughs> that's oh. not even like Filipino. That's like the whole Asian, <laughs> um, what you call it, mindset or programming. Like, eat your feelings, diba? Here, have dinner instead. Um, let's not talk about our feelings or let's make the bug na lang, diba? Isn't that so parang ingrained in our DNA that, um, yeah, it, it, it's gonna take a lot to reprogram but it's very mm-hmm. doable especially when we start at we start teaching our kids at a young age yes yeah like um 
um, this year, Sander got into a fight because he was upset. The, that idea of saying, no, I wanted, I wanted to fight him because he said, some, he said he called me names. So I guess it's more of this is also where I was trying to also explain to him, I understand that you're upset, but it doesn't give you any reason to hurt so it's more of regulating that and then but i was at the time um he couldn't understand what what was going on inside him he just felt like i was mad i want i wanted to hurt mm-hmm. but now um he he said after i've mm-hmm. processed that incident i mean it's it was it happened so it was it's done so i guess for parents just being present i mean things like this happen like on on like each one of us, we'd, we'd learn from our mistakes about when we're angry, ganyan. So, I guess being present and trying to finding the right people to help you process these, these emotions properly would be helpful. Mm-hmm. You think the day will ever come where our kids will be like, Hey mom, I was upset with my classmate earlier, but I was able to process my feelings so I didn't punch him in the face. <laughs> that's like so wow. That's like a dream. <laughs> that's ideal. That's that's ideal. Yeah. In a perfect world. Yes. In a, yeah. In a perfect world. Yeah. In your experience as a preschool teacher, what are examples of healthy responses versus violent reactions? And what suggestions would you have for parents or caregivers? Like um. What have you say like seen or witnessed? What is common? Mm, yeah. So um, just like what I mentioned earlier, I guess a common violent reaction for boys would probably be to to hit or or what they have like this this banter. I guess even for us, diba, when somebody says something about us or says something. What our initial reaction would just start to engage already in the heat of the moment because you're angry, eh? So that would actually cause us to have like a potential, something regret. We'll do something re- that we'd regret, right? So, um, to respond healthy would probably, um, uh, make probably take a pause, just like what the son did, just went home. <laughs> went home na lang. did not look for the moon or diba <laughs> went on the, and calm <laughs> that's a good analogy uh-uh. so like nagpakalman na lang siya went home and calmed himself I don't know what the son did after probably he just uh, meditated or wrote a journal <laughs> did some breath work <laughs> yeah did some breath work so the next day even did not expect na lang na the moon would show up um, when the mood did show up, they decided to talk. So, but he was calm already. He wasn't flustered. So he did mm-hmm. not say any any hurtful things anymore. And then they cleared the air. <laughs> I like that. I really do. <laughs> it's so cute. I'm <laughs> I'm imagining like your tips in a preschool setting. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, Mark, <laughs> go do your breath work. <laughs> 
instead of stand in the corner, it's no longer stand in the corner. It's go do your breath work. <laughs> oh, yes. Correct. You know what they do have? Like mindfulness exercise. They have breathing exercises. Yeah. So gone are the days of ano, lumuhod ka sa ano, sa, sa monggo, sa asin. <laughs> asin. <laughs> Ay, oo, oo. Or sa ilalim ng, uh, ilalim ng araw. Go do your meditation, di ba? Under the sun with the folder, arms forward raised. No more na. So they have, oh, they also have yoga also. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's also part of, also emotional regulation and how to understand yourself, di ba? And, and I think like positive communication, it's not just for parents or teachers diba, when dealing with kids. It's like a valuable life skill that we can use for our peers, like you know, in school or in the workplace. What are some easy to remember positive communication tips you can share with our listeners? I guess like what I said earlier would be just to be to be present and asking like how your day would be but i know right now like asking how your day is could be sort of like um sandra would say that's like a social script mom like it's so the same so 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 he like with sandra i try to um change it up a bit like anything exciting you're doing lately you know like that <laughs> so instead of saying how are you how's your day so imagine every day you say the same thing so would i change it up a bit with anything exciting you're doing lately or um something to do what they're like address what they're doing what did you and your friends talk about today or something like that so just being present and also listening to them when they tell their stories. Ah, here, yeah, this is an, a good example. So, uh, since we, during the pandemic, that we would have dinner, I had a jar, like the used jars, and I'd put like questions there. We call it our table talk jar. So, like, random questions like, what, does it, what is greatness for you? Or what does it mean to be brave? Or you know, like small um, questions like that. Like the same question that you asked me also earlier, like what's your level of happiness right now? So questions like that. So if you run out of things to like talk, like talk about or so you won't sound like you're using a social script, um, that's where we <laughs> get from our table talk jar. Or sometimes we have jokes inside. I like that. I like that. We're always learning from our kids talaga. Mom, that sounds like a social script. I guess the game would be, or the challenge for us would be to ask anything except for how's your day. Diba? Like, just stay away from the question, how's your day? Otherwise, like, I don't know, put like 100 pesos in a jar if you say, if you ask how's your day. <laughs> So before we end our interview, let's circle back yeah. to conversations. What's a great way to start and end a conversation? Oh, wow. Hi. Bye. Oh, I know. <laughs> Kate, thanks. Bye. There's the beginning and the end. <laughs> no, I, for me, I feel like how are you is the easiest. Um, it depends, I guess, with the, to start a conversation is different. So it's like more of like, what is really your intention in having that conversation? So being intentional on, on, 
or what kind of conversation you'd want to have with that person. So, like, probably, how are you is the easiest. But, like, again, what I said, if you want to draw in something more deeper, um, maybe like that, like asking anything exciting you working on today or anything... Um, or I notice, like, when you're in a party, diba? For me, yeah, like, just more of the small things that you comment. So, like, oh, is that that wine looks good? Is it? Is that your favorite type? <laughs> <laughs> because, what's, like, a, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> I digress. I digress. Do you come here often? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tito. Cut, cut. I think that's for another podcast. <laughs> so, that one, like, asking those questions, like, um, uh, I learned, I think, in this book that I was reading, um, how you, the, the words that you use would really matter, like, if you say, like, anything exciting or something happy, that's very positive. Instead of saying, um, what are you busy about? Parang, what are you busy on? Busy sounds like so, not yeah, not as positive as exciting. So that's a good, like, way to start a conversation. And mm-hmm, guide mm-hmm. questions help. That's why I put, I put it in there. And probably to end... A conversation. My mom's calling me. Or gotta go. Oh, your mom's calling me. No, no. <laughs> or like... That's my favorite. Or like, um, Luca is here now. Gotta go. And then nobody asks anything anymore. Yeah, I guess to end, it's more of people remember you of how you make them feel rather than what you said. So I think it's important because it's they feel that you listen, diba? That's that's the most important thing. That you're 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 not just like doing token questions, diba? Q and A. It's really about you in, being interested and really listening and providing a safe space. Yeah, it is a basic human desire to be and to feel seen. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. True. Yeah, I would second emotion that totally. Yeah. So, I'm about to end our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you felt good after talking to us. <laughs> but really, Trina, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um joining us today. We learned a lot about creativity, following your dreams. And um, yeah, creating and uh, sustaining and ending a good conversation. So we hope this inspires our listeners to understand the importance of you know emotional regulation, positive communication, of and of course making time for creative pursuits. So you know, let's inspire them also to make their dreams happen. Thank you, Trina. Oh, thank you. Thank you also. Thank you so much. Please let our listeners know where they can find you online. And where they can buy your book. Okay. There are actually two ways to buy the book. So one in IG. Um, they can just message me in at Trina V. Milan. And then the second one, there's the link there in my bio. Um, they can order it straight through Okiyoto Publishing. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you, Trina. 
Thank you also. MFO. Yes, Tita K. Dream ko sa'yo maging published author ka na. <laughs> With the collection. I know. I was so inspired by Trina. I love, you know, how she really made her dream happen. And, you know, ticked it off her bucket list. Ang galing, ang galing. Super inspiring. Uh, I love the fact that she went through like trial and error. She went through failure um, time and again when she was submitting during the time she was submitting her stuff to the to the publishers. I super love the fact that after parang what uh, parang it was like a bonding moment with her son, and then it turned into this fantastic project, an actual mm-hmm. book. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Nakaka-proud. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's ano eh, like a physical manifestation of all your work. Of your dreams come true. I also like um when we were talking about what emotion she would like her readers to feel. And she was talking about how she hoped it would be sort of like a safe space for kids. Um... I really, really appreciated that because these days, it's kind of hard to have... It's not hard, but it's not easy to have conversations with kids because they're always distracted. But with this, when there is something tangible that you both are paying attention to and the child is not like... How do you say it? Parang, um, not in over their heads on the topic, but it's something that they can understand and relate to. It's a sunset, right? And it can be the start of so many different conversations. I like that. Um, I like that safe space aspect because all a child wants, all a human wants, really, is to be seen and heard. Me, naman, I love her practical tip on having that table talk jar, because. Diba? I mean, sometimes it's like, even if they're your families, parang, okay, what do we talk about? Everyone's on their phone. It's maiinis pa sa'yo if diba, you, you disturb them in the middle of a game. Like, Mom, I'm gonna die here. I'm just trying to make conversation, son. Pero yeah, parang, if they know na, okay, the table, the dinner table is for table talk and uh, deep conversation, diba? Parang, I like that practical advice because it's, it's really something we can all operationalize and really integrate having meaningful conversations with our family members. So, parang, sige. And everyone's in on the game. Everyone's into like picking stuff from the jar and initiating conversation. Um, you're, you're teaching your kids uh, practical life skill, right? Engaging in a, uh, a conversation yeah. that you're actually like paying attention to. It's not like you're talking like with one hand on your tech. What's your rule on technology, by the way, on the dinner table? Do you allow so, phones? So, we're really bawal. We really can't have any gadgets on the table. So, when it's dinner time, it's dinner time. But you're right. Like, sometimes, when when you're on the table and you're eating now, you talk about the food, you talk about... It's not really parang something na table talk. Because it's really important... I feel, ha, na, especially now, na kids learn how to create conversations. Because, diba, most people, I feel, are, because of the gadgets, I guess, para socially awkward. Like, even me personally, like, put me in a room and I don't know anyone, I'd probably be just <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> and I wouldn't even know how to talk to a stranger, like, parang, without looking or sounding weird. 
I love small talk. Small talk is like, I super dig that stuff. Magaling ka dyan eh. Yeah, you're so good. Uh, but then, if it's like deep na, ayoko na. Where's MFO? I need her. <laughs> this is too much. Or also, like for kids, um, usually, the, when the grown-ups start talking and the topic is way in over their head, the kids start, sort of have nothing else to do except go to their phones. Oh, oh. nawawalang interest. It's like they're, you know, staring into space na. Nakatungangan. Diba? Ito na naman. Pinag-uusapan na naman yung mga family tree. Diba? Sino may sakit? Diba? Who's that? I don't know what tita you're talking about. <laughs> who? Who? Or related to who? Um, but this book or, or these practices will allow you to connect with your kids. Diba? I think it's such a it's important um, to make these connections early on. Di puro food. Mmm, sarap ng ulang. Yeah, especially now where it's quite common na people don't know how to, especially after the pandemic, diba? Like, you're not used to seeing people and talking to people. So, it, it's like you're out again and you're trying to be a human again. I feel seen. <laughs> Be like yeah, like a caveman. Yeah. So how do you, how do you human? <laughs> how to human? I don't know how to human anymore. <laughs> we hope you learned as much as we did, and we hope you are inspired to pursue something, something creative. And you know, you never know where that may lead you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Let's do this again next time. Don't forget to follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This has been the Tita Project with Tin and Tita K. Let's chica soon.